Because you're that kind of guy, you know what I mean? You shoot I from mind. the hip. So mind. that moment when that happened, must have yeah. been amazing for you that, that, that when you changed your life around, yeah. uh, that feeling, do you remember that feeling? Yeah, and I also remember the feeling of my friends rejecting me. <laughs> because they were like, hey, Lloyd, what's up now? You don't want to spend time with us now? You suddenly go into church. What's up with that? You know, it's that's the kind of response that I had back then, and I was still at school. And, um, you know, there was something that I was experiencing that people didn't understand. And I tried to explain it to them, but they could never come into grasp with it. But I needed to to just allow it to become what it is and I, I needed it to to come to its full fullness you know to mm-hmm. its fullness and and i and i loved every single second of it you know i loved having to just spend the time with my maker and having to to read the word and understand hey you know there's much more to life than just doing what i'm doing currently you know and i was at the lowest point in my life actually um if i can just share something i have this huge cut in my head um where um uh, uh, you know obviously i I got beaten down um, um, by a, a group of guys who beat me up and, and stuff like that. And that was one of the changing points in my life. Because I was hanging around with the wrong crowd and with the wrong people, I got into fight and I got beaten I, I got beaten up so badly that I almost died. I don't know how I got home that night, but I do know that there must have been something supernatural that helped me to get back home. Because all I know was that I was just I was scared for my life and I thought I was going to die. I mean, you've just been beaten up and you were far away from home and you need to get back home. And I was literally just like dizzy, dizzy. And I had blood gushing down from my forehead and from my head coming down. And I got back home and I managed to, to be taken back to, to, taken to hospital. And I survived that night. And from the culture that I come from, a lot of the friends that I had used to tell me that, Lloyd, we're going to stand with you. We're going to be with you no matter what you go through. That what that told me, but... When it came down mm-hmm. to, you know, when it's when it's showtime, it didn't happen that way. I didn't see them when I needed them the most, you know. And these were the guys that I thought they were the closest to me. These were the guys that I thought they were my best friends. So I, I, I really took a time to really do some introspective, to really just look at my life and think about, hey, what's going to happen to me? Where is life going, you know? And, and that's where the Lord, that's where he really came to me and he started speaking to me at that time where I really felt like, hey, I need somebody who is not going to just say things, but who's really going to be generally be there for me, you know, and I really felt that, you know, I, I really found a compassion, I found a, a companion uh, in Christ, you know, somebody who, uh, who wasn't just something that was just made up, somebody who literally just takes care of my everyday uh, uh, activities and everything that happens in my life. And even up to now, I mean, it's been almost five years now after idols and I'm, I'm still able to, to do what I love. I wake up every single day and, and every single need and every single want that I have is, is, is well met. Um, uh, even my family is well taken care of. And I don't think that that's because of, of my talent. And I don't think it's because of how well I sing and how well I play the guitar. But I really do believe that it's because of my spirituality. It's because I know that I have a provider. I have somebody who's there for me, who looks after me and who takes care of all of my needs. And that's Jesus Christ. You know, so um, not to sound over spiritual, but that's just my opinion. And that's how I feel about life. That's what the show is all about. I yeah. want to hear about your life. <laughs> uh, well, the good thing is when you quit music, you can become a Sunday school teacher. Uh, <laughs> I think that'll be, yeah. Would you like to do something like that one day? No. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
Oh, they don't pay well. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we're going to take a... Oh, no, Lloyd, you've done this to me. You know, I, I love boy bands. What you got there? Backstreet? Oh, the uh, Backstreet Boys. Oh, man. Do I have to play this? Man, you know what? Come on, play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lloyd, don't you dare tell anybody I knew the lyrics to that song. Okay? <laughs> yes, you did not. <laughs> I was grooving. You were hey? moving and you're jamming. Yeah, you know, in my day when on radio, I played all the the heavy rock and the alternative stuff. And then, um, you know, I used to hate boy bands. But, you know, I have yeah. to admit, some of that stuff, the music, most of them didn't write their own songs. They got yeah. other, But the way they, the, the imaging around the band, and, you know, a lot of my friends had their posters on their walls, and I had Very the Metallicas, cool. and you know what I mean. They're yeah. There. But uh, yeah, the, 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 those boy bands, they, they did so well all over the world in those days. And yeah. were you a big boy band fan? I was. I was. <laughs> Why? Um, you know, there was just something magical that they brought. Um, you know, I think the, 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 the you know, as a, as a kid, you know, just going through stuff and meeting a girl and that kind of relation, it just, this, it always takes you back to that moment, you know, Valentine's Day, buying flowers and chocolate mm. and trying to make somebody special. You know, it just takes me back to that moment, you know, um, especially in, in high school. For me, that song, oh man, I love that song. Just don't tell me you bought her Backstreet Boys CD. Uh, Okay, then if you don't want me to tell me tell you now, I'm not gonna tell. You. I have it on my iPod. But but if you think about it, you know that that era, boy bands, you at school, all the girls like that kind of music. You like it. You have to be into it to yeah. to, to to pull the girls. You know what I mean. So if yeah. they know you like that music, but you sound like a, a nice uh, romantic kind of guy. Chocolates, flowers. Uh, I try my do, best. Do you do you like it? Do you like uh, being you romantic? I have an amazing woman, you know, and um, she she makes the meanest curry ever and um and she takes good care of me and you know i think i i think i, I think i'm i definitely do see myself as one of the luckiest guy mm. on earth and what's her name her name is janice and okay. where um, did you meet um we we met at church actually <laughs> and uh, at a youth meeting and um i was busy admiring her legs <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, no, but it is on. the truth. <laughs> and every time we have this conversation, we we also just bust out. And we we start laughing because when she came to church, that was the first thing that I saw. And um um, and I tell her that. I mean, she is beautiful. She she, but her legs. Oh my gosh! For me, I don't know. But I think every guy has something that mm. he loves in a woman. And for me, her legs were one of the most beautiful things ever. And um, that's where our conversation started off. Actually, it was about her shoes because I didn't know how to tell her that she's got beautiful legs. She started off talking about her shoes and what wonderful shoes she had. Before we know it, I found out that she, she plays drums at church oh. and she plays the guitar and she sings. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the woman I've been waiting for because I've always wanted a woman who understands music as well, you know, because I was also doing music at church and I was singing and I was playing guitar, just learning to play the guitar. And I was like, wow, I mean, how many times, uh, how often do you meet a woman who can actually play drums and guitar and sing? And I thought, oh, it was really cool. And then we just, things just happened on it, on their own. I didn't even actually put in anything to try to, to make the thing work, you know, to, 
to try to out to get her out with me you know mm. it just happened on its own and strangely enough you know um obviously the show allows for this but you know uh we we come from two different cultures you know and i even wrote a book about my life and about all of these things because there's so much that has happened in my life that i i needed to just let people know i mean she's indian and i'm black you know and and we had so much of complications we had so much of problems you know because we come from two different worlds and somehow um you know there's just magic and 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 there was just something that i saw in her that i knew that this is my soulmate this is the the woman that i've been waiting for for all my life and i could never explain it and but nobody else actually understood it because in our community that we lived in people looked at us like funny we would be like in a mall and walking together and holding hands and what's wrong with these guys you know, why are they holding hands what's going on here you know and uh, they be giving us that kind of look but i'm very proud of who she is you know she being in and me being black and i'm really proud of all of that because we've been able to 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 make it work you know and that's what love is about it's about accepting somebody for who they are and not be because of the way that they look and not because of the external appearance but it's who they are on the inside you know yeah did you meet her after idols no before idols uh-huh. I mean, i'm glad that so I'm, glad, yeah, I'm glad can you imagine but, but, can yeah. you imagine after idol i mean all the groupies and you know oh, yeah. everybody wants to meet an idol oh and, my gosh hey, that's that must have been story. tough times no, huh? especially for her not for much for me okay because... let's talk <laughs> idols quickly how, yeah. why did you did your friends tell you to enter how did that happen i mean the well, moment you said i'm going to enter idols and i'm going to try and win this thing one, one of them is sitting right here his name yeah. is theo yeah and he's he's one of those friends that always came up to me so like lloyd why don't you try idols you know every single year like why don't you try idols? i'm like ah Idols, what is this thing? I'm not going to go try Idols. Idols, you playing? No way. That's not for me. You know, that's a, that was the response I had. But then something happened and I, I realized that, you know, I was, I, I, I need to accomplish my dreams. I, I need to do music. This is my passion. This is my life. This is what I want to do more than IT. You know, so I, I, I didn't tell Theo, I didn't tell any of my friends. The only person that knew was my wife. And I said, baby, I'm going to go for this Idols audition. And I'm gonna give it to, uh, give it a try. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> not even my mom. Not even my mom. Not even my. Nobody knew. I mean, literally nobody other than my wife. I went for the first audition, and it worked out for me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Where, where, where was it? Um, back in KZN. In, so, so in you Delta. stood in that queue. Where was it? Do you remember? I stood in the queue from the morning the entire day, and I didn't even know that it actually takes three days before you actually get to meet the judges. I thought that the first day you go up there and you sing and you, you're going to meet the judges. The first day you actually get up there, you meet uh, a vocal coach and you sing up to them. And then the second day was the director's cut where I met the directors, obviously the people from Mnet and everybody else. And they heard me sing. So it was like Friday and then Saturday. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing is taking up so much of my time. And I've been there like from the morning and in the entire day, you're literally standing in the queue and then you've carrying this number with you it was exhausting it was draining it was there's so much that people don't understand that you go through emotionally and then you get these people that are standing next to you trying to sing all the time because they think <laughs> that they're the greatest singers ever in this world and trying to show off you're like guys can you just shut up just for a second just keep quiet and wait until you get in there and then you can sing you know and before they get in there their voices already worn out <laughs> they lost their voice i'm like I told you, you should just keep quiet and just wait. Do you remember what you wore that day? Yes, I do. Because I had to wear the same thing for three days. (laughs) Without washing. (laughs) Thank God I changed my underwear. (laughs) 
<laughs> because because it's television. So people from home, they look at it and they watch and they think that it's one day, but it's actually three days. You know what I'm saying? So it got smelly there on day three, hey? All oh, of yeah. You. But it, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Barney and Friends. Barney Simon.